What's going on, guys? John Hasselbauer here from thelines.com. Uh, it is not only WGC Match Play Week, but it's also Corrales Punta Cana Championship Week, uh, aka my Super Bowl. I went to uh, uh, Punta Cana this past December, uh, as soon as the off season started, as soon as um, the RSM Classic was over. Uh, vacation there and spent uh, one afternoon playing golf at Corrales. Picked up a little bit of merch, picked up a little bit of knowledge. And hopefully that was an investment of my time that turns out into some outright winnings. Um, I need something to justify the the greens fee rate because it is excessive. Um, if you are in Punta Cana and you are um, just looking to play golf, um, it's probably not the best bang for your buck. Uh, in fact, it definitely is not. But uh, it is an experience to play a PGA Tour course. Um, and it's helpful for weeks like these where I feel like there's very limited... Um, content being put out about the opposite field events. Um, the the DraftKings field sizes are probably not as appealing as we would like them to be. Um, and there's no stroke scan, so it's actually kind of hard to paint a picture of what's important uh, by just looking through the leaderboard. So obviously I didn't play from the champions tees. They wouldn't let me do that. Um, even if I wanted to, which I definitely did not want to on vacation, the championship tees um, are over 7,600 yards. So, um, I played probably closer to 71,000, um, 7,100, not thousand. Um, and, uh, you know, learned a lot about the course. I would say just being out there, I, I, I will say on the whole topic of like rolling the ball back, um, that by just having the pros play this course from as far back as you can stretch the course, um, that is essentially doing what the ball rollback is doing, and it it uh, modifies the the playing field so that if I'm playing from 7,200 and they're hitting the ball much farther than me, it actually is kind of like a similar experience uh, as far as like the length of this course. So I think it actually is going to correlate pretty well um, to to what I saw, um, and I guess I'll I'll just kick off with, with um, you know my experiences playing. Uh, at Corrales. Um, so 7,600 yards as a par 72. And, and I'll actually, you know, just pull up the preview article here as I walk through it, just so that we have some of the course specs in the background. Uh, but yeah, 70, 7,670 yards is, I believe the longest yardage on the PGA tour for the regular tournaments outside of the majors. Um, but it's not a bombers course. And if you look at the past list of winners, which we have right here with the event coming onto the schedule in 2018, Ramey, Damon, McDowell, and Garnett are some of the shortest hitters on tour. Swafford is a bomber and the lone exception there. But you, you look at that and you're like trying to do the math. That doesn't seem right. That's 7,600 yards and all of these plotters are winning. So what's the deal there? Um, and that's basically what I went to this course trying to figure out. And I, and I think I understand why that is now. Um, so long course past pollen throughout the rough is pretty negligible. I'm sure the, the rough will be more grown out in tournament week. Uh, the greens are very slow. It's past pollen. It's always going to be that way. And it's incredibly windy. Uh, I would say I was there on a moderate day and I asked the caddies this when I was there. Um, and it was picking up, it was gusting for sure, but it wasn't um, like a prevailing wind throughout. Um, and I asked the caddies, they were like, yeah, this is nothing compared to the worst we've seen it in, in tournament week. 
and it does seem like it's going to be pretty bad um, this week. So I don't even know if it's worth looking at wind splits because it's just going to be constant coastal winds the entire time. Um, what does that mean? Well, a lot of the greens are positioned on the uh, on the coast where you're teeing up towards the coastline, um, if that makes sense. Like the greens are more exposed than the tee boxes are. So it's really a glorified second shot course. Uh, even if you hit it far, everybody's going to have a difficult approach into uh, you know just very windy uh, greens is the best I could describe it. And it's it's past pollen, it's spongy, so it's not like a tight runoff situation. Um, but they're tabletop greens where you're just getting a lot of these like if you just miss the green, it trickles down, and you have these awkward like twenty yard chip flip wedges and stuff. So I think from that perspective, Kapalua is a great comp for this. The problem is everybody who's playing in this event is not good enough to get in the century tournament of champions. So I think we would see more overlap if, if the same field played both courses, but we don't. So without that comp, I would say maybe like a port Royal is a little bit of a better comp. That's where the Bermuda championship is. That is a kind of the opposite where it's a very short course, but bombers have done well because it's so driver heavy. This course is super driver heavy. There's no force layups whatsoever. The, the fairways are massive and the, the rough doesn't really matter. I can't tell you how many times I stepped up, had a wide open fairway in front of me, sliced the hell out of it and still was in play, uh, whether like just off the fairway or at, at some good angle. So, um, Distance, sure, a little bit of an advantage, but most, I would say three of the four par fives are not reachable. Um, two of them are over 600 yards, two of the longest on tour with the 12th and uh, 14th there. Uh, I believe it's 12 that I, I said it's like the hardest par five I've ever played in my life because I hit, I hit, a, I got all of it off the tee. I still had 300 plus yards to go. I hit a perfect three wood. I had about 70 yards in still. And it's this two-tiered green where they tuck the pin on the back and anything you hit in the middle of the green funnels back to you. Anything you hit over the green falls off this tabletop behind it. So you kind of are like forced to lay up and give yourself like a really long uphill dramatic, uh, you know, 40-foot putt. Uh, and I bogeyed it and I thought I played the hole perfectly and I, and I left that hole. I was like, I, I really like couldn't have played that much better. Um, but I guess that's a good golf hole or a really frustrating one. Um, either way, um, that, that's going to be interesting to follow. And, and I think maybe it's the shorter hitters who are more comfortable, like hitting to a number and hitting a good wedge, uh, into some of these scoring par fives where the bombers might not play as strategically. Um, just a thought, but I would say in general approach play is massive here. Whenever you're playing highly exposed wins, you want the pure, the purest ball strikers in the field who are hitting it square and able to flight it into the wind. I want to look at players who play well, not only here, but other coastal resort courses, other courses where there's just persistent, uh, wind throughout everywhere and you need to flight it down and be creative with your ball striking. Um, that's I guess that's that's what Chad Ramey is. I guess that's what what Joel Damon is. He's played well in um, in Texas for a while now, so I think that's that's a, a little bit of a narrative for sure. Graham McDowell, I mean, an Irishman who's played well in Europe. Um, so yeah, just guys who play well in in conditions in general, because it's it's a daunting task when the wind is blowing. Um, 
And, and, you know, it's going to be a tough test even for a, an opposite field event. When you look at, um, you know, the winning scores here, which I, I don't have in this article yet, but um, it's, it's not a birdie fest by any means. I think it's usually low teens is your winner. And again, that's, that's mainly due to the wind. The wind is this course's best defense, but unlike a Kapalua, it is windy all the time in Punta Cana. It is always blowing. Even on a calm day, it is always blowing. So you can count on the wind and you can count on guys who play well in windy conditions to do well at this event. Um, so just to summarize that, second shot course, distance sort of helpful, but not really that important. Approach, end all be all, you got to be a great approach player here. I want some touch around the green, especially on anywhere that has these like tight runoff um, tabletop greens, like a Kapalua, like a you know concession would be a good example of that. Uh, Memorial Park is a good example of that. Uh, Port Royal is a great example of that. So guys who have played well in those sorts of courses, I know a lot of them don't have strokes gained, but subjectively, um, can you scramble there? Even like these Australian players who play well in the sand belt seem to seem to do well at this event. Um, and past Palm is kind of tough to handicap for, but I would say just if you putt well in slow greens, that will definitely translate here. Um, so that is my experience and background of uh, Corrales Defined. So we will then move into a quick model that I did. This will be a, a pretty quick video. Um, but with those key stats in mind, uh, and this is definitely not as clean as, as the models usually are, but you know, it's a double duty week. We've got a lot of golf to get through. Um, so, so we make do. Um, so looking at the model this week, uh, priority on strokes gained approach followed by putting on slow greens, strokes gained around the greens, scrambling gained, all important when you're playing in the wind to get up and down, you're going to miss these greens. Actually, um, speaking of that, the, the fairways are some of the widest on tour, the greens are oversized and the greens regulation percentage is still well below tour average. Uh, what that means is one. The quality of field is not as good here, so they're just inherently going to miss a lot of greens. But two, uh, the wind is blowing it off course. It's really such a wind stat to see um, to, to see such a low green and regulation percentage at this course, despite the generous fairways and the generous green sizes. It's all wind. Um, the, the greens are not super fast, so it's not like you're hitting great shots that aren't going rewarded. Um, but if you fan one at all, if you just catch a little slice on an approach shot, which I did plenty of times, uh, it blows completely off course. So, um, you gotta be puring your irons here. And if you're not, you gotta be able to scramble, um, par four score in just general, that's more of like a recent form, um, stat, but they are pretty evenly distributed bogey avoidance. Again, you're going to miss a lot of greens. So scrambling kind of built into that, um, strokes gained total as a recent form stat course history, uh, strokes gained in high winds and then strokes gained on comp windy courses, which is that list of comp courses that I had uh, laid out before. Then looking at the the whole breakdowns, there's a lot of long par par threes. All of them are over 200 yards. Most of them are over 225. So long iron play is important for that perspective. And then long par five scoring. So there's not a ton of 600 plus yard par fives on the PGA Tour, but um, if you've had success on those, um, I think that's basically like a scrambling up and down from 75 yards kind of stat. Um, these stats I just kind of included for reference, but T to read and ball striking strokes gained, uh, short game and off the tee are not in my model. 
Um, okay, so then looking at what the model spit out, number one overall is Cameron Percy, which is how you know this is an opposite field event. Uh, but he actually has great um, coastal event history, and he's had a, a pair of top 20s, I believe, in his last three starts. So hasn't been playing often, but has been playing well uh, when he has. Um, Thomas Dietrich, number two. Wyndham Clark, a prohibitive favorite this week after getting pretty close last week. Um, I think he's as short as eight to one, which I just cannot uh, do for somebody who's never won a PGA Tour event before. But um, I mean, look at this. Look how far Wyndham Clark has come to be number one in a field in strokes gain approach. That is something scary to see um, for the rest of the field because we know how good he is in all the other uh, aspects of his game. Uh, but no, I will not be betting him at eight to one, even though we got a nice sweat from him last week. Um, some of the, these players are a little outdated. Uh, there have been a good amount of withdrawals. So Adam Schenk is not in the field anymore, uh, which would make Aaron Badley number four in the model. Uh, Piercy five, Patrick Rogers, six, Ben Martin, seven, Matt Wallace, eight, uh, Ryan Moore, nine, Jaeger is out. So Kevin Tway is number 10 in the model. It's not, it's not great. Uh, it is definitely a better field than the Puerto Rico open. Um, that ran opposite of the Arnold Palmer invitational, which was over, I want to say 130 field. This, uh, opposite field is half of that at the WGC match play. So you got guys in the, in the seventies and eighties OWGR, um, who are here, which gives it a little bit more depth at the top, albeit, you know, a few of the top players have withdrawn. There's still, you know, guys that you don't feel completely terrible about, uh, betting. And there's still a few numbers out here that I think are, are pretty palatable. Um, so then we move on to who I bet, um, this week. Um, so you know, 50 to one is what I got on Cameron Piercy. He's number one in the model. Um, I'll try to pull up in the background, um, you know, what, what his kind of stat profile looks like here. We'll bring that, we'll bring that over. Um, cause you're probably thinking like Cameron Percy, number one in the model. What are we doing? Um, but you look at what he's done. Uh, 16th at Valspar last week. That's impressive. A decent field. 12th at the Honda. Impressive. Decent field. Um, windy conditions. Very good comp right here um, to to Corrales. I actually, I don't even think I, I listed that in the initial list of comp courses, uh, but it is in the model for windy um, courses where shorter hitters have done well. Um, so that Honda performance is really impressive, uh, really encouraging. Uh, at Bermuda, I think that's a good comp here. Top 40 is not, not too bad. Uh, eighth at the Wyndham is a, a very good uh, reference point. And then if we look at his past history at Corrales, uh, top 10 in each of his last two appearances here, including fourth last year. So plays the windy course as well. He's Australian. Um, and that seems to be uh, a thing that Australian players do well, is play well when it gets windy. So um I don't bet Cameron Percy often for I think obvious reasons, but this might be this might be the week for him. Uh, next we have Aaron Badley, who I got at eighty-five to one, another Australian player with uh, incredible short game. Played really well at the Bermuda Championship as well. Um, he could stay in it in a scrambling contest. He's not very good off the tee. That doesn't matter so much here. Um, so yeah, I, I think eighty-five to one on, on a player who's had some pretty good results this year in. A good course fit and a bad field is is a great number. 
Um, ben Martin, I got him at 32 to one. I think that is a fair number. He's number one in strokes gain total, um, which is this stat right here. Um, leading into this week, which goes to show you how weak the field is. Um, but he played well at Pebble Beach. He had a top 20 there, cashed for us. Um, that was that was like an 8-to-1 uh, placement ticket. So, you know, good graces, good vibes with Ben Martin. He was runner-up here last year. He was very emotional um, after almost winning. You know how much a win would mean to him. He's on a similar drought to like a, uh, a Chris Kirk, actually, where, where he's actually trending in better form this year than he ever has um, before. And if you look at somebody who is number one in strokes gain total over the last 36 rounds and number two in course history, um, 32 to one actually seems like a pretty good value. So I will, I'll hop on that. We'll take our chances. Um, Matt Wallace is next. Also a top 10 player in my model. Got him at 28 to one. He looked good last week at the Valspar. His approach and around the green game has been really solid. Um, recently he's somebody who's won a bunch on the European tour in these nasty conditions, always known to be a very good wind player has good, uh, numbers on the comp wind courses, um, which you can see, well, I guess they're not the best, but yeah, he's top 40, um, in the wind. So, um, just a player subjectively who, you know, his best results have come in Europe in the, in the difficult conditions. And he's, he's had some. Some pretty good results here as well. Um, not listed here because he was a late entry to the field, but I am going to be betting Akshay Batia. Um, that's my boy. Um, I've been rooting for him for you know three, four plus years throughout his amateur career. He's an easy guy to root for. Just got his um, indefinite temporary uh, tour membership. I think that goes a long way here. It takes a weight off your shoulders that you don't have this pressure to perform week in, week out. Uh, but this is a very winnable field for him. He finished runner-up at the Puerto Rico Open in windy um, coastal resort uh, conditions. This is a very different test than Cocoa Beach, but um, but it, it just seems like Akshay, whenever he's like at risk to blow away in high winds because he weighs like 70 pounds, uh, that's when he's most dangerous. Uh, you remember his kind of like hello world uh, PGA Tour moment was when he hit every green and regulation in the open uh, opening round at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am a couple years ago was nearly uh, first round leader last week at the Valspar Championship, um, and he might have been co-first round leader at at the uh, co- at the at the Puerto Rico Open. So somebody who knows how to go low, great iron player, right? Rates out you know top twenty in this field uh, when you adjust it and put him back into in the fields model. Um, so he is definitely somebody to watch here at. I, I love Akshay and I love this course now that I've played it. So that would be really awesome if he if he were to win here. Um Kyle Westmoreland, I put a little FOMO bet on him. He's not on the official card um because he's just a player that I like to root for and not one that I really just endorse to play here. But um I, I needed a bomber. I got too many plotters out here just in case something goes crazy. Um so I threw Kyle Westmoreland on the card, but you know, he's he's close to two hundred to one, so not a not a serious bet. And, uh, you know, speaking of DA points, you're probably wondering how did DA points get here? Uh, it must be the top 12 in strokes gain around the green and, and top 22 in scrambling. Uh, no, actually, when I played uh, at Corrales, my caddy um, was uh, DA points' caddy at the 2022 uh, Corrales Punta Cana Championship. Um, 
I was talking to my caddy. He's a local in uh, in Punta Cana, and I, I asked him so many questions about you know, do you go to the event? Uh, you got any inside tips? And he was like, yeah, I actually caddied in it last year. Um, and I was like, oh, who'd you caddy for? And he was like, oh, you wouldn't know him. Um, you know, just, no, you wouldn't know him. And I was like, oh, try me. Um, and he says DA points. And I'm like, yeah, I do know DA points. Uh, good, good short game on that guy. Um, so I, I promised him that I would bet him if he was in the field this week. He is, uh, I believe, uh, 1,500 to one. Um, so I've got that with an each way, just in case, just in case he finishes top five and doesn't, doesn't take it down. But, um, my man, if he's caddying again, I, I actually forget his name. Um, but he gave me some good reads. He knows he's greens. Um, DA points going to have that local knowledge. Um, so he's my last bet on the card again. That's, it's a personal bet. I wouldn't necessarily endorse it, but it would be fun if the 15 to one, 1500 to one bet, uh, hit for us. Um, okay, so that is Corrales. Um, thank you for indulging me. This is a, this is a passion event um, for me on the PGA Tour, having gotten to play it. Excited to watch it. Um, I'm assuming that by um, the time we're out of group stage at the WGC match play, I'll probably be dead um, since I haven't had a ton of success betting that event um, in the past. But uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we double dip. Hopefully we have a double sweat on Sunday, and hopefully you found this video helpful for your Corrales Punta Cana bets. Um, so yes, thank you for uh, watching along, and best of luck uh, with all of your bets this week.